Hello and welcome to another episode of Winprovisation. I am your host and, I don't know, the, the guy the podcast was named after, Win Evans. And if you're just tuning in for the first time, Winprovisation is a bit of a conversational experiment. Uh, my guest and I have have a regular podcasty conversation but here's the the kick the kicker the kick the kicker both let's say it's a kick and a kicker the podcast begins with 10 minutes of silent eye contact and if that sounds a little freaky and scary it it is it it's not an experience that uh you get a lot in the modern world just gazing deeply into someone's eyes which have been purported to be windows to the soul whatever that is and then after our 10 minute staring session my guest rolls a dice to determine what we're going to talk about at least to begin with with the episode in the episode with the episode in the episode it's okay it's all good my guest this week is the illustrious, beautiful, talented Mr. Gannon Reedy. Uh, Gannon is a really awesome, just creative force. I really appreciate just seeing him doing his work out in the world. Uh, He runs a cool theater company called The Runaways here in Chicago, uh, and I've produced or written some plays that he has put up uh, through The Runaways, which is amazing. And he also has an amazing podcast called Neo Scum, which is a live-action role-playing podcast for the game Shadowrun. And he does it with some really good buds, some funny people, some very talented individuals, and it's a lot of fun. So if you're listening to this, check out Neoscum. And without further ado, I'll quit, I'll quit flapping my gums. Here is my spontaneous, randomized, eye-gazy conversation with Mr. Gary. you felt embarrassed mm. doesn't have to be the last time it could be whatever jumped to memory. interesting good question there the last time I felt embarrassed it's funny is there's <clears throat> a period of my life where it really felt like embarrassment was like non-stop Mm. Uh, and I never could escape it. Uh, the shame uh, that I carried with me constantly, everything I did and everything I said wrong. Mm. Uh, so, uh, but it's funny because, like, recently, uh, mercifully, at a certain point, I was able to uh, get over some of those tendencies that uh, allowed the kind of like obsessive, embarrassing thought. But I'm trying to think of like the last time I felt embarrassed truly embarrassed um 
last time I can remember is um, maybe like six months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, my girlfriend's uh, pal's mom came into town, and they were having a going away party for one of their friends. And I accidentally got really cranked there. Mm. Like, when you get so cranked where people are like, ha, 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 ha. Hey, how are you doing? Yeah. Ha, 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 ha. Hey, you want a glass of water? <laughs> like, and then when they do that, just like, oh, no. Yeah. Oh, it got no. there. Uh-oh. Oh, no. And then I remember the next day, like, my girlfriend being like, yeah, I just can't believe how, like, out of control you were. Like, and I was like, ah, oh, no. No. <laughs> no! Yeah, it was like we were at a place before with really strong drinks, and I was like, she's like, I don't want to finish my drink. I was like, yeah, I'll finish your drink, no problem. What? I just had two of these super strong cocktails. I'll take care of yours. I'm a machine, no problem. I don't even feel yeah. these. Okay, yeah, feeling good. Okay. All right, don't know our friends too well at this point, so I'm like, all right, yeah, you know, like, uh, oh, yeah, another glass of wine? Yeah, absolutely, and I think I'll have a little bit more. You're mixing up a cocktail? Yeah, sure, I'll take one of those. Okay, yeah, I'm strong. I have a barrier. I can do the party thing now. All right. I don't even think I did anything extremely dumb, but just must have shown myself to be a drunken buffoon in that circumstance. Um I still have, like, pictures on my phone that I took, like, where they were like, hey, gang, can you take a picture of something? I'm like, oh, yeah, I gotta take pictures. Yeah, I was already pictures. And now when I look at his pictures, I'm just like, oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. I Good love, one, dude. I love finding the, the pictures on your phone or your camera where you're like, oh, right, I got super drunk and took a picture of my shoe. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever right. it is. Yeah. Like, man, I really thought that was interesting at yeah, the time. Yeah, morning treasures where you're like, oh, yeah. Yeah, right. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Like... Yeah. like Wow, look at this little piece of something from oh. that this animal left me. Yeah, I love the... Well, I mean, I don't love it, but it's fascinating, like, the waking up in the morning being like, the mystery of why the TV's knocked over and there's a little <laughs> pile of Cheetos next to my ah. bed. Like, wh- who's been here? What's going on What were they there? doing? Yeah. Uh, yeah, one time I, I woke up after having too much to drink and that TV behind you was over like toppled over and i lifted it up and there was a melted candy bar under it oh my god i don't know what happened Holy cow. i think i i don't think i drunkenly pushed it over i think it was the window was open and like a gust of wind blew yeah. it but then again and there's just it, the night was fuzzy it uh-huh. yeah yeah i think i got the candy bar with the intention of eating it and right. just never got to that right. point yeah and yeah. at that point the, the television uh, closed the hammer and melted it yeah. nicely. It was like a little stove. Yeah. It's just, yeah, as we're talking about this, for me, I mean, I'm sure this resonates with you and many countless people. It's mm-hmm. like embarrassment and alcohol yeah. really go hand in hand at a certain point. Like, if I look back on my life, the most embarrassing moments all were somewhat related to alcohol. Oh my God, yeah. Like, there's not a single one where it was like, oh yeah, I was clean and sober when right. I did that or said that or that happened. And when you, you know? when you when you just lay it all out like that, it's like, yeah, this is a terrible, like a really bad drug. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's the worst. It's really, one. really bad for you. Yeah. Why do? Why does mankind love it so? Yeah. I mean, not even to get to that point, but it's just like, uh, 
it's fun. I can't remember who like brought it up, but it's like you know, there's like the idea of like, oh, I had such a funny drunk night. I was like crazy, you know, like yeah. oh, I could I could barely walk home. My friends are taking care of me, and I threw up three times. Then I fell asleep under the bed. Yeah. And if you just replace like alcohol with heroin, like it's like holy shit, are you okay? Because it's alcohol. You're like. Man, you're such a goofball. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, it slipped under the radar yeah. of other drugs because it became so mm. culturally acceptable as to yeah. the point where, like, you're not poisoning yourself every weekend. Like, what's wrong with you? Don't you right. have fun? Yeah. You know? Right, yeah. And it's become, like, yeah, it's really sad when you, like, really examine it. Like, it's really very sad. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, I wasn't drinking good... 19, 20 years of my life wasn't drinking. Maybe 18, 20. You know, like, you know, I was, uh, I got by. Was no, you know, no problem. Uh, like, <laughs> uh, yeah. And now it's like, oh, yeah, any sort of social function. Oh, yeah, you know, I'll have a beer. I'll have a wine with dinner. i have right. a cocktail or something. And when you really lay it out like that, it's like, what? what is this? <laughs> yeah. What? Goodness gracious. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, yeah, definitely an interesting substance. Yeah, I saw an article also, like, the other week. Or is it just a headline? Headline was enough. Headline was like, uh, uh, drinking five times a week could shorten your life. And it's like, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Cha-ching. Yeah. Got that one in the bank. Yeah. No problem. Yeah. <laughs> and... As we both take a sip of our wine. Cheers. Yeah, cheers. cheers. Yeah. It's really very bad, but, um, but you know, it is, um, feels nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It does feel, and there must be some sort of societal reason. It's like every, I don't know, I'm talking out of my ass right now, yeah. but like, doesn't like every culture have like some sort of relationship with some sort of like fermented alcoholic Product. It's one of the most ancient products. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm talking out of my ass too, but I, I, I believe it's like one of the earliest things mm-hmm. civilization has has yeah. produced. Right. Um, I think initially because of fermentation preserved things yeah. before they were refrigerators, so like it was safer to drink beer than it was to drink, right, yeah. you know, rancid uh-huh. water or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, it's it's very pervasive. The, yeah. And yeah, cross cultures, everyone's got their own. It's kind of like psychedelics in a way. Like every culture except for the Inuit have a psychedelic really? tradition. Yeah, and the Inuits. What about the British? Uh, I think like I mean I'm, again. Ash oh, sorry. Them, yeah, you're a but, pro on this, right? Yeah. Um, no, I'm I thinking like ancient Britain though. Ancient. Like, we're talking about like pre-colonized yeah. uh-huh. you know indigenous like all indigenous cultures yeah, let's say funny. have some sort of psychedelic yeah. ritual tradition mm-hmm. for mythology the protestants came in and yeah just... and they're like nope only beer yeah <laughs> only alcohol i guess it was the catholics who did yeah. it first like yeah they must not have been i don't know so uh, yeah what's the what's the history of catholic psychedelics yeah. is there anything there there's probably an underground of like catholic priests who dropped acid they and... got into visions yeah visions and talking and like voices in your head and stuff like that mm, yeah i feel like that's also something that i read one time where it was like uh like the uh, uh um 
for a while, like hearing a voice in your head was a sign of like divine, like like a divine gesture. And uh, now it's very much stigmatized. So yeah, yeah, there our our modern culture really. Uh, I think to a fault. I mean, I think there's some validity in discounting the imagination, Mm -hmm. but to a fault, we are very, very um, regressive about imagination. We say things like, oh, that's just your imagination. That's not real. And I've I've had a whole journey with with this, Mm -hmm. you know, because, you know, spirituality and science have very different views on on the imagination and i've come to the conclusion that imagination is real but it's not real in the same sense that the physical world is real but that doesn't mean it's not real in its own way Mm -hmm. and the imagination has very tangible effects on the real world yes and we can't we if you can't concede that point if you're like no it's completely illusory and false and mm-hmm. no imagination whatsoever affects physical reality mm-hmm. buddy uh you need to take a take a deep breath and open your eyes cuz that's absolutely patently absurdly reductionist and mm-hmm. and kind of a product of our overly materialistic culture at the same time we don't want to go to the extreme other end and say only the imagination is real and Mm -hmm. everything I imagine is true and I manifest my reality by thinking about it and all of the bullshit that gets mixed in with the exploring the validity of the imagination and its tangible effects on the real world. Yeah. Sure is nice. Yeah. Imagination. Oh, I love the imagination. Can you imagine a human life without imagination? Uh, How fucking dull and lifeless and stagnant that would be? It's like all I got. You know, it's like, you know, it is one of the, uh, I can hang my hat on having some fun thoughts every now and again. Right. It's like, it's like a, it's a refuge. Yeah. It's, it's a... It's a place you can go when 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 real life is so painful that you need to you need to relate to to something on a different order of existence, yeah. you know, in order mm-hmm. to to keep going in this crazy physical yeah, you know, maze that we have playing out in in modern society. Well, just in you know, yeah. physical reality in general is just fucking insane. It's out there, man. When's the last time you felt embarrassed? Hmm. I think the last time I felt embarrassed was realizing that I had been projecting a false image Mm. of myself into the world. Really? And then... And then, and then being perceived as if I were that image, uh-huh. and then realizing that who I actually am and the image I've been projecting didn't add up. Yeah. What was the image you were projecting, if you don't uh, mind my asking? Yeah. Um, so I think the image I was projecting was kind of like this... 
uh, it's hard to like yeah overly new age extraordinarily has the answer for everything yeah positive yeah like you know like that that level of of just outflow yeah which looking back on it now it's like that is that is who i am to an extent yeah but it the the way i was putting it out on social media <laughs> and things like yeah. that like it wasn't it wasn't quite my reality that i was portraying yeah I was taking insights that I had gathered from other people, mm-hmm. even using the language from other people, yeah. and putting that out there. Mm. And then the embarrassment, I think, was like people responding to that so positively on the inside. I'm like, that's not me, though. Really? Yeah, that's not me. Um, that's that that it's not genuinely my insights that I'm sharing yet. Right, yeah. Like it, it was kind of my insights, but it wasn't like genuinely. It wasn't my full voice, mm. and so when people responded like, "Man, I love what you're posting on social media. It's like so wonderful and so positive." And there was there was a a part of me that was like, "That's not not who I am," and I felt such an embarrassment. Mm-hmm. And there was this whole thing, this whole journey I had too of um, kind of completely rejecting all of spirituality, yeah, all of my teachers, anyone who had taught me anything. I was just like, fuck that. It's all bullshit. Yeah. When did that start? How long did that last? Um, sometime in 2018. Wow. Sometime in 2018. And then, so it was like the pendulum of my life, right? Yeah. On one end was like super, super new agey. And I had mm-hmm. gone down that rabbit hole. And then I swung back real mm-hmm. hard into staunch materialist. Anyone who who thinks of anything slightly ooky spooky is an idiot and they're probably selling you a lot a pack of lies like that was that the, is a big a huge that's a big swing. swing yeah but the beauty is now i'm somewhere in the middle all right so i'm not like completely 100 percent like anything that feels good must be true Right, because that's like the main fallacy of the New Age movement is yeah. anything that feels good must be true. So if it feels good to believe that you're actually a thirty-second dimension light being temporarily occupying a physical body, if yeah. that makes you feel good, it must be true. Right. Yeah. Okay. Or that could be like a really clever way to sell people something. Right. Um, and then the other side is fuck all that shit other than what my senses can let me know. Mm-hmm. Which is also, it's limiting and constricting in its own way. So now I'm back right, in the middle. Yeah, 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 where it's yeah. like, I don't cling to any of that. Like, mm-hmm. it's, I, tr- I try to just be tolerant of everyone, open-minded to yeah. all positions, listen at the very least, mm-hmm. and realize, I've been thinking about this a lot, like, beliefs aren't true. No belief is true. Mm-hmm. Beliefs are merely lenses that consciousness looks through. Beliefs are merely lenses which consciousness right. looks through. They're, none of them are true. None of them are more true than any other. Mm-hmm. To say one okay. belief is true and one belief is false... Like is, a spiritual belief. Yeah, a spiritual belief or a materialistic belief. Okay. Both are equally illusory. Both are equally products of the dream state. Mm-hmm. And yet, we can use all beliefs temporarily as like 
looking glasses, so to speak. Like, yeah. And when you when you take on like a certain lens or filter of belief, you can look out at the world and it will look different to you. And you can be like, oh, when I believe this, this is what the world appears to me as. This is what changes. This is what stays the same. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Yeah. But as long as you're exploring from the place of nothing is ultimate, no belief is ultimately true. Yeah. Then you can actually access whatever belief you can try it on for a second you can look through it and be like oh that's interesting or oh i don't there's nothing there for me Mm -hmm. it's more of a it's it's like looking very lightly as Mm -hmm. opposed to like oh yeah like new age beliefs are totally real Mm -hmm. and like that is really gonna fucking save everybody if they all believed this right and then no scientific materialistic belief though that's real and anyone who believes otherwise is a fucking asshole mm-hmm. horseshit manipulator like yeah what if you just got rid of all of that and just tried on beliefs just for the hell of it just to see what happens like have it be more of like a playful experiment with beliefs and yeah. not be tied to any specific belief and therefore any specific identity that goes along with that belief. Does that make sense? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I think I just had to go through that, you know, because I was too far on one side of the pendulum. Mm-hmm. I had to swing all the way to the other side so that I could, like, get some equilibrium. Interesting. Going, you know? That is pretty wild. That yeah. That is a was, pretty wild shift. It was a wild journey. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Especially for someone, like, one time I meditated with you for, like, two hours or something like that like it was and it was like as new agey as it gets yeah yeah so respect yeah to really run in the gamut yeah i mean i definitely am the kind of person who is like i have to go there to know there yeah you know i had to really go fully down the rabbit hole Uh uh-huh um well, you're probably like side. yeah. You're probably like the most spiritual dude I know. The one who probably cares like yeah. Out of everyone I know, like the few people who I know well who are religious. It's not a lot of people at this point in my life, but like they kind of like hang on that and are just like, eh, it's cool, you know. I mean, I don't know. I know I don't have any any big spiritual conversations with. I think anyone but you win. Sure. Which is interesting. Yeah. yeah. I think that that is a very interesting quality, and it is really neat to hit on that and talk about that kind of a thing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, you know, I mean, it's 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 with anything though. It's mm-hmm. it's there's there's gonna be some bullshit. Yeah. In any any level of human endeavor, including spirituality, including science, including philosophy, like. There's just no escaping it. We're human beings. Some amount of bullshit is going to sneak in. Yeah. And it's also important, too, I think, to recognize that just because part of a person is full of shit does not necessarily discount the true value they have to offer. Um, You know, like... I'm thinking specifically of, like, certain spiritual teachers that I was very into... Mm-hmm. for a period of time and kind of idolized in a certain sense in yeah. an unhealthy way yeah and like thinking everything they said was you know divinely the word of god or yeah. word of the universe and if i just listened to everything they said then it was all going to turn out okay that level of attachment to like this external yeah teacher um 
And then I went the full blown rejection like that. Those people are charlatans. Those are snake oil salesmen, mm-hmm. you know, uh, basically capitalizing on vulnerable, emotionally needy people uh, who are just, you know, looking for answers and just want to believe something so they can feel good. Interesting. But now again, pendulum swings back in the middle. Part of, part of those teachers are definitely full of shit mm-hmm. because they're humans. Mm-hmm. There's shit there. Yeah. Like, no denying it. Yes. But I don't have to believe that. And also, I can take the parts of their teachings that do work for me and actually demonstrably make my reality a more peaceful place to be. And I can apply that and make that my own. Yeah. As opposed to, I need to be attached at the hip to everything these people are saying. And if I'm not constantly referring to what this or that teacher said then my life is going to go off the rails. You know, that's that's the unhealthiness. Yeah. And that's kind of... Sounds like it. Yeah, that's kind of what got shaken loose, I think, mm-hmm. from, like, this whole exploration. It was, like... It was just a really potent reminder. There's no such thing as an external teacher. Like, an external teacher reminds you that you're your teacher. Yeah. If that makes sense. And if someone is out there in the external world and they're embodying qualities that, that you find appealing that means mm-hmm. those qualities are blossoming in you and and they're maybe helping coax it out but ultimately you're you're the one taking the journey mm-hmm. no one can take the journey of life for you no yeah. one can be like hop in hop on my back we're gonna go together from here on like it just doesn't work like that yeah and i think that's kind of what got broken down ultimately. yeah because and I, I have a weird feeling about the word spiritual too, because no one really knows what that means. No, you know, no. Like, and it, or or everyone thinks they know what it means, but everyone's referring to something different. Uh, I would say you are the most open to talking about um, the concepts which tie us to, uh, you know, like living. Yeah, I li- I prefer the term well-being. 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 Like that's really what I'm interested in is uh-huh. how to live well. How how to live a peaceful, mm-hmm. beneficial life that is real. Yeah. I mean, that's really what it was like I remember like the Santa Claus conversation for me. I I still remember this pretty distinctly like every year my parents would ask or I would ask my parents, rather, uh-huh. uh, is Santa Claus real? And then my parents would say, well, what do you think? <laughs> Which is very good parenting move. Like, well, what do you think, child? And then I say, I think he's real. And then yeah. I bumble off. And But then one year, I think I was 10 years old, yeah. I was like, Mom and Dad, don't, I don't, I think he's real, but I want to know the truth. Like, what's yeah. real about it? And then they were like, yeah, he's not real. Like, it's your dad. And I, I burst into tears, and they're like, are you okay? And I said, I wasn't ready. But that's like a metaphor yeah. for it. Like, But that's that's really what uh, my whole quote-unquote spiritual journey has been about, is it's a quest for what's actually real. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, it was a sense of, it first really awakened within me of like this intense fear of death, which to me kind of like yeah. erased any interest in anything other than ultimate reality if that makes sense like it it all seemed like complete dust in the wind if i wasn't dedicating my life to finding out what was real what was actually authentically true yes yes i think that is certainly the thing that uh yeah 
like uh, death awareness. Yeah. Oh, if you if you got it, I get you. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, I definitely had that too. Uh, as a uh, youngin. Yeah. And it's 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 an interesting thing because there there was a, again there was like a very specific moment in my life where I like. I truly saw the face of death, so to speak. How so? So I was, it was almost out of the blue in, mm. in a weird respect. So I was on a Christmas break in college uh-huh. and it was the first time I had been away from my girlfriend at the time. Yeah. Like we had been very close yeah. Uh, started dating in October and it was December now and like it was my first girlfriend and so yeah. I was very attached to her yeah. and she was back uh, in her hometown and yeah. I was in California mm-hmm. and so I was feeling this very intense separation anxiety uh, that I had never experienced before because I hadn't been that close to anybody uh, and so I was lying in my bed uh, and just having all these like uncontrollable thoughts of like oh my god she's gonna die like oh my god and then it just from there was like she's gonna die my parents are gonna die i'm gonna die and then something in that this void opened up where i i saw truly what it meant to die and memories sensations perceptions every the record of of everything that you thought of as you gone yeah and it terrified me it fucking terrified it was like i still can kind of feel like the intensity of that fear because it was like ten thousand times stronger than any other fear i had ever felt in my life it was fucking awful at the time and then looking back on it it's like oh that was my ego looking into infinity for the first time. Yeah. That was my ego looking at infinity and being completely traumatized by the immensity that death represents. Yeah. Because death is a portal into infinity. That's, that's, and, and there's no, there's no personality that can go there. Yeah. Um, and so in a weird way, this really horrific moment of fear was a catalyst for for this like thing that I'm talking about of mm. like only wanting what is real, only wanting what is true, and then it, it awoken within me like this intense desire to quote unquote figure out life. Mm. I mean, you can't figure out life, but it, it was like that was the feeling of it. It was like I'm I need to get to the bottom of this. I need to find out someone who has some insight into what the fuck all of this is for real because. Everything I knew before isn't going to cut it anymore. So it was like, it's this concept of like the adversity or like the painful things we can't avoid. In the end, looking back, we look back and and we realize that they're gifts and that they offered something to us that we never would have stumbled upon otherwise. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't negate the fact that at the time it's fucking terrible. Like it's a gift in hindsight. And I can look back and at that moment now and 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 be grateful that it happened because it, it inspired a trajectory of growth within me that that I don't think any other experience would have. You know, if I was still in the dark about if I really hadn't had that moment of clear seeing what death actually was, I don't I don't know where I'd be, you know. Yeah. 
I still don't know what's real. <laughs> it's a it's a it's a process. Yeah. But I love the idea um playing around with the idea that uh it's all a dream. It's all a dream. It's all a dream. Right now, we think we're awake. It certainly feels like we're awake. It feels like this is real. Mm -hmm. But do we actually know? If we really examine our experience right now, what's the difference between this and a dream we're having at night? Last night I had a dream where Takashi 69 <laughs> came back out of jail, but because of the feds, because he was a snitch, uh, he changed his name to Selfie 7. And he was doing like woke, like boom bap raps, like, like you know, like hey, you know, people out on the street, we gotta get together, we gotta get on our feet. Hey, come on, <laughs> you know, it's like you know, like being like, and into like super lyrical, like, um, and uh, that was the dream I had last night, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I don't, know, uh, I don't know. Dreams feel a little different. Although, also last night, I dreamt that I woke up and I was lying in bed. False awakening. Dream. And then I woke up again and I was like, oh, now I really am awake. Yeah, yeah. So I guess it did get me in that respect where I was like, oh, crap. I woke up and, yeah, Takashi 69 is now Selfie 7. And, like, <laughs> that's really... Oh, and then I wake up again. I'm like, oh, right. no, that's not real. Okay, so, yeah, fair point, I guess. Yeah. I guess dreams... Do feel similar to reality, though I would say uh, my reality seems a lot more consistent than my dreams. Sure, sure. Yeah, there's there seems to be a more more of a solidity in physical dreams reality. Dreams are so stupid. Yeah, and they are they're always reflective of the day that it's going through, or like they have their own like sort of motifs that they like to continue within. Each, they like repetition happens a lot it scenes will repeat mm. I'll do things over again and be aware my dreams like to be meta yeah I don't know it's like my life it almost feels more open mm. than my dream like if I'm like stressed about something I'm gonna dream that I'm in school and I'll sure. dream that every night of the week right and then I'll wake up I'm not going to school I don't know I'm going to work but uh, right I don't know. Dreams are different. Right, but the interesting thing is like I agree they do feel different. Yeah. But to actually like qualify what the difference is, yeah. it's like it always comes down to I don't know, like reality feels more real and dreams feel more like dreams. Like it's it's almost impossible to yeah. like it it's just that the nebulous like feeling of oh, like yeah, dreams are more dream like. Mm -hmm. Reality's more reality like. And yet I, w I went to this um, death and dying like weekend retreat nice. back when I worked at Costello's Sandwich in Lincoln Square. So it was like 2014, 2013. Yeah. And I I'll always remember something the, the monk who was teaching the lecture said. He said something like, find what is real about this moment of me giving this talk later this evening. Where where is it? Where is this moment at six p.m. tonight? Yeah, and I, that really struck me. Of 
as soon as this moment passes, yeah. it only exists in the form of a memory, just in the way that dreams do. It it's and in the same way, like I think the the danger is to say reality is a dream, that can sound like negating suffering, right? Like, mm. oh, it's all just a dream. Everyone should yeah, just relax. It's cool. But it's a real dream. Yeah. We're experiencing the dream of reality as if it's actually happening, which is the same as if it it is happening. Does yeah. that make sense? I think so, so. It, I think it's 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 unkind to say it's all a dream without that qualification of it's the realest fucking dream yeah. ever. Mm-hmm. And it's 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 a dream that you can't just wake up from out of personal volition. Like if, if anything, you wake up out of the dream of personal self through pain and suffering. And that's the traditional way of doing it. There's like, there's some quote from some sage that is kind of pertinent here. It's like, you, it's possible to wake up in the midst of a pleasant dream, but it's much more likely that you're waking up in the midst of a nightmare. And that's kind of the same for like personal personal breakthroughs. You're much more likely to open, like again, my death uh, experience. I was much more likely to want to awaken to something more real than what I perceived to be real because yeah. that pain, the sheer intensity of that experience made my reality a nightmare. And so something within me woke up in a certain sense. I think I dig it. Yeah. It, it, I mean... Heady. It's, it's hard to explain. Yeah. yeah I mean, uh, the other thing that gets so like confusing about spirituality is so much of it is people who have tasted honey trying to explain the taste of honey to other people. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like it's it's all direct experience and then everyone who talks about it sounds like a lunatic mm-hmm. because the people they're talking to may not have necessarily had the experiences that that person are very they're very real to the person who's spoken them, but the other people around are like I don't know what you're fucking talking about. Like yeah. It, honey tastes sweet and golden and like I don't I have no frame of reference for that. You know, and that's that's when I think that that's why like spirituality gets a bad rap a lot of the times because it is nonsense uh-huh. to people who haven't experienced it. You yeah, know? it's a yeah hard to wrap your head around. Very important, but very hard to wrap your head around. Right, and you can spend the rest of your life trying to wrap your head around the taste of honey, but if you've never tasted honey, like just not, not gonna cut it yeah like you need to have a bite of honey interesting yeah what you thinking on it's just a far out notion I don't know if I can totally wrap my head around it for me, my own spiritual thing, I just toot around. Yeah. I'm like, try to be graceful with everything. I think belief systems are very interesting. Mm-hmm. I think the concept of meditation certainly has its medical benefits. Sure. And yeah. being thoughtful. I think that's all very good. Um, I have a great affection for um, 
Catholicist uh, aesthetics. I was raised Catholic, so I have that forever burned on my soul. Um, you know, pretty lot of uh, horrific morality from that belief system, but also some kind of groovy concepts. Um, but yeah, my day to day, it's uh, I do not find myself thirsting for that cup. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I wonder why. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, and I, that was a big lesson for me too. Is like, yeah. not everyone's gonna be into spirituality, right? Like, and that's okay. I think it's cool. I yeah. love hearing about it. But not everyone's gonna but be into like, it. Not, you know, it's not necessary for for uh-huh. for you know to take it back to my term well being. Yeah. Well being is gonna be different for everybody, and and it might actively be harmful for people to get super absorbed into spirituality in certain circumstances. It's not mm-hmm. a one size fits all prescription. Like, oh, just get into spiritual teachings and you everything will be great. Like, yeah. no, maybe maybe you don't need it and, you know, your particular genetic physical makeup just you don't you don't need it uh, in this life. Yeah. You you need something you're on a different mission, so to speak, you know. Yeah. And that's okay. And it's really it's it's like an intensely personal thing at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Like a big a big thing for me too was really realizing that no nobody fucking needs to know what I think about anything. No one needs my opinions. No one needs to 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 hear my insights. No no one needs because a lot of that is just trying to convince yourself that your experience is valid. You know, maybe I'm kind of like I feel like I always grew up feeling that like. Uh, for some reason, the Catholic Church, the idea of modesty really hung hung with me. Yeah. Like, oh, I shouldn't really, like, if there's something I like that I want to express, I shouldn't express it because then I'm being too pr- uh, boastful or prideful mm. or, like, who am I to say that my thoughts are more interesting than another person's? And, like, now yeah. I've sort of been, like, finding that it doesn't really matter and that actually that can be helpful. You know, you don't know when those thoughts can be helpful. It's good not to go overboard and be like a, a goofball, like being like, blah, 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 just, you know, spraying your emotions out into the world and, right. and over, you know, but like whatever also, like, I think it's like, I don't know, also sort of like esoteric ethereal thing, you know, like how much is self-expression a, 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 a uh, like a, a healing and a validating thing for myself and uh, meaningful for the people around me. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. And like yeah. recently I've been finding like I probably could have like expressed myself more through my life and it probably would have made me happier and yeah. probably also would have connected with people who I sort of like thought like, eh, you know, whatever. They don't need me. They don't need to hear what I have to think about that. Yeah. I yeah. should shut up. Yeah. Yeah. I think what it is, it's like, self-expression is beautiful and mm-hmm. it's a vital aspect of human life but you can't be attached to the results of it no yeah that's you just true. have to express yourself for expression's sake and realize it's not going to necessarily make you friends or make you rich and famous mm-hmm. or get you anything right. that you want but it is going to kind of like be some sort of like foundational medicine right. for your life and, and kind of help you 
navigate this insanity with a little more, as you said, grace. Yeah. If, if you're expressing yourself and you're if you're being heard, at least by you. Yeah. And maybe other people, you know. But you can't you can't have it with the intention of I'm going to express myself and then all these great things are going to sure. happen as a result of that. You got to figure out how to measure that kind of excitement when the expectation is like well you know i make i mean this is like very much based around social media or like whatever prime way of like mass self-expression you know it's like yeah maybe you know this thought could uh could really kick off and then everyone's gonna say i'm funny and i get private messages like hey you're really funny you want to fucking write for my like whatever you know like uh, you know, it's like that sort of frame of thinking is really exhausting and not helpful. It is nice to just sort of be like, ah, you know, uh, this feels like me. I'm just going to put it out there. And if no one likes it, so be it. But let right. it be known that when the eye of God peers down from heaven, he will look into my heart and see that it is pure of intention. Right, because you did what, what you were meant good. to do yeah. that felt good for you to do and you yeah. fucking did like, it and you didn't let me. anyone stop you yeah, yeah. And sometimes you gotta like do that a couple of times to figure out what you know really blast you off in that way yeah i don't know i'm still figuring it out i barely know yeah yeah barely working on it yeah. trying to self-express more rather than less yeah no i'm all for it i mean and the the cool thing is once you like kind of like get hip to the idea of oh it's just like self-expression is its own reward yeah and you can ex- you can express more and more and and it, it doesn't matter if 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 your circumstances aren't changing in the optimal yeah. way that you want them to because you're gaining benefit on a deeper yeah. level. that is a rocking feeling yeah that is a nice feeling, feeling. Really. you know what i'm expressing myself i'm listening yeah i'm being listening I am being listening, <laughs> and I am, you know, hey, I'm being, I'm, I got it all. I'm doing, you know what? Yeah. I'm doing the do. I got, I got my damn humility in check. Yeah. I got my pride just at the right level. Right. Yeah. Feels nice. It does. Yeah. And, uh, recognizing that if if i got a bunch of shit from self-expression that'd probably be a new prison that i'd have to break out of at some point you know yeah 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 like i mean we we hear it all the time like you know fame is really just it's something we've been trained to to want but did you want to be famous as a little kid yeah yeah i did too yeah no, I think on some level I still do. Yeah. Uh, and it's nothing but debilitating. I don't... It's nothing yeah. but a crutch at this point. It just stops yeah. me from, from actually like committing to doing anything. I don't know why I wanted... I think I still probably do, but less than I did. Yeah. And my therapist asked me recently, like, what, what, what does fame mean to you? Why do you want that? And I was like... Uh, you know, when you get down to it, I think initially it was just so that I knew a lot of people liked me. Yeah. And no, that's yeah. obviously not what fucking fame does. No. Any sort of B-level movie, any surface-level movie or, like, piece of art about the idea will, like, be like, oh, yeah, by the way, they don't love you. Right. It sucks. And yeah. if you're looking for that, that seems like a not a, like, I don't know, like... 
not a lot of great reasons. Like when you actually look at it pragmatically, not a lot of great reasons to want to be famous. No, no, yeah. I mean, just I mean, in the, especially fame in the modern era with like yeah. social media lynch mobs and like that just seems like a fucking very hor- stressful, horrendous experience. Very very stressful. Like the fact, yeah, that that words that you said eight years ago, if you're in the public eye enough you can be scrutinized to such a degree that, you know, you have no privacy and everyone yeah. is hurling judgments at you all day. And right. it just, that's not appealing. Yeah. I, I think, I don't know. And, and, and now everyone has the potential to, to have their own like microcosm of fame on social media. Oh yeah. And the internet. Uh, and I don't know. I feel like, if I were to desire fame, it would be a microcosmic version of it. It's like, oh, 3,000 people like yeah. this podcast. That's right. enough. That's plenty. Yeah. No one else needs to f- know about it. Like, even not even 3,000. I would be flattered if 10 people regularly listen to this podcast, you yeah. know? Like, if, if they found benefit from it and, and, and look forward to it. 10 people? Sure. Great. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, that whole, like ego inflation of like i need to be michael jackson famous i need to be a world shaker yeah like that doesn't that doesn't seem like that's that's a good road to 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 strive to go down yeah i would agree with that and if i can speak frankly on Mm. about this yeah like i had the podcast news come the podcast yes yes kind of have that right now you got your minimum like viable audience it's very sick yeah like and I'm saying this, I preface this many years, extremely self-loathing. Anytime I looked on Facebook, it would be an avalanche of self-loathing. Anytime I went on Twitter, an avalanche of self-loathing. And it is a weird thing. I really took it to heart, the sort of like Gen X baby boomer idea that like when the internet sort of started rolling out, it's like, oh yeah, this is important. But don't let it get to your... Don't post too much. No one cares what you have to say. Yeah. Okay, oh, I got pictures of your food. Likes don't matter. Come on. And like, yes, that's true. But also, like, by denying my... I don't know. Like, it does... It feels really nice when, like, 15 people like your little thing. Yeah. It feels really nice. Yeah, we can't deny it. God yeah. help me. You yeah. know? There was a big period of time where I spent denying that and being like, I shouldn't post, you know, if no one gives a shit. Right. I get three likes. Fuck you, you piece of shit fucking piece of shit why do you even care Ooh, and now you care that you care you weakling you know layers of um, self-loathing yeah so now it is very nice to just have a bunch of nice guys yeah like i like the show give nice feedback they like my i do i do a little drawing i put it on the internet and they go oh i like that drawing that's very nice you know what that is pretty and it's you have a Patreon okay. too, right? You get some bones thrown your way. Get some bones. Yeah, Which, that's cool. Yeah, it's sick. It's it's really you know like yeah. It's uh, uh, I'm very very I very you know it's hard to talk about because uh, you know it goes back to like the Catholic like pride thing. Sure. You know? Yeah. And there's a big period of my time where I'm just like truly. You know, but I can't like stake myself on like the unhealthy, like <laughs> self-loathing and like uh, reductive mental habits I had in the past. It's very, I'm very thankful for it. I'm yeah, very, I try to take it gracefully yeah. and with humility and kindness to the hopefully 
it is seen, I think so, an appreciation for uh, those who I may, um, who dig the thing. Yeah, you know? no, for sure. It's, I mean, just your sojourn in this yeah. field of reality has, has gifted you with this cool, you know, situation that you find yeah. yourself in. And you can't necessarily say like, oh, I, I got in this situation because I am this special character. Right. You know, like you were, you received this beautiful situation and you can be grateful for that. Right. And um, I, here's how I got, here's how I got it was really like, I've done things that have been good that people didn't, that as good as Nioska. Yeah. Some even better. Yeah. Who fucking knows? Yeah. Some really good shit that not a lot of people were hip to. Yeah. What was cool about Nioska was that we had some folks on the show, very good at spreading the word. Yeah. Michael Migdahl, a, a, yeah. a good a, to have on your social really media. Really great yeah. social media dude, knows how to make it happen. Endless respect. Lots of dude knows how to do it. He can swim in it like water. Works really hard. Him and Eleni, who I don't think she started like, so, but like now the two of them just slaying that. And I don't do that on my own because I I do a post that get twenty likes one day. Do a post the second day get seven likes. I want to die. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I can't keep going the next day. Yeah. So that you know to have a person who's like that 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 it really just like. It's like all the things we do are pretty fucking good. And who, if it's meaningful to like one person, that's great. If, you know, it obviously feels better when it's meaningful to a lot of people, but like the work itself is not made less mm. just because there's less people seeing it. Like right. that's the sort of thing I found is like, oh yeah, Neo Scum rocks, you know, but like if we didn't have like one dude, like if for some reason it didn't spread out to a bunch of people, it would have looked a lot like the other things that I did. Sure. Which isn't to say the things that I did were not great. They were. They right. rocked. Right. Yes, come rocks. Those things rocked. Right. Uh, it is just like a matter of circumstance and sort of stick Yes. Um, which is a fascinating thing. But it's also sort of inspiring, you know? Like, it's like, oh, I do a little drawing. Three people like it. You know, you stick with it in some degree. You don't kill yourself over it. The thing is good. Yeah. It's good as it is. And if through the miracle of uh, self-expression... Institutiveness, yeah. it will hit a stream and you can receive more. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, ultimately it's it's just when you don't get what you want from creative output, mm -hmm. that's kind of like feedback from reality being like, yeah, you don't, you don't want that. You mm -hmm. want to be in the creative process. You want to be in flow. Yeah. You want to be putting out things because that's what makes your heart sing and it does right and it does that's it that's like yeah. the whole thing and then you taint that mm -hmm. by having that extra level and when i say you i mean all of one us. Yeah. yeah it's it you know it's like oh i i just spent so much time and effort in this beautiful thing and i'm like really proud of it and it's like it really came from like a really deep part of me and yeah who liked it oh no one oh no one liked it i guess I must be guess shit. I, guess I suck. I bet I, I bet I better just stop making I things should, because yeah. no one appreciates it. And that's that's where you don't want to be. Yeah. You want to be back to thank God no one liked this because that's going to give me fuel to do something even better you next know, time. You just got to think about the fucking worst people in the world, just truly the most dreadful scum of humanity. Yeah, and they never quit. <laughs> they do not right? give a shit. They're right. so fucking stupid. Bum, Their brains bum, are bum, so... Bum, bum, yeah. Bum, 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 Just bum. the worst 
fucking people in the world. They don't quit. They don't give a shit. They're just yeah. going to keep on moving. They don't care. Bad reviews. They might lose. They, they won't fucking stop. And they'll yeah. be there forever. They so the good people shouldn't that. give up. Yeah. People, if if people. for a moment you think you might be bad, that means you have the good thing that means that you are good and you have to keep going. Yeah. Yeah. The, all the, all the, all the, the, the sensitive people are like, is it, is it, what do people mm-hmm. think? And the, and the assholes are like, I don't, I, it doesn't too, even register too to them. Too fucking stupid yeah. to even consider that. Yeah, and they just add a pure merit of this is what I want to do and fuck the world. Right. If they yeah. They will never. They uh, you they, they couldn't they couldn't understand an ounce of sensitivity. So if you have the impulse of sensitivity, probably that means that you are doing the good thing. You just need to keep trying, yeah. and you will find it honestly eventually. Right. Yeah. Know thyself, and to thyself be true. Yes. What is that? I don't know. Um, I believe that is... Is that Satanism? No, that's the inscription. Do as thou wilt is Satanism. Yeah. The the inscription above the oracle at Delphi is know thyself. Uh, Ah, okay. Yeah, Yeah. yeah. shout out Delphi. Yeah. Shouts to that oracle. Um, Yeah, man. The, the, The whole journey of that, though, like, realizing that being a creator is a is an inside game... Mm-hmm. And and the external happenings that happen around it, you really can't hang your hat on them at yeah. all, at all. And like you, or you can, right? But then the hat is gonna fall off the hook, and you're gonna be like, "Where'd my hat go?" That is true. That is true. Um, it is good, I think, creativity create in creative pursuits. Um, you know. It's nice to satisfy yourself. Uh, and it feels even better when that thing is something that resonates. Yeah. Um, but it also, when it doesn't reach a bunch of people, you know it still resonates with you, it's easier to keep going. Yeah, no, definitely. You can, you can have that feedback loop of, oh, it's not just meaningful to me. Like, it's mm-hmm. great that it's meaningful to me, right. but look at that. It's also, like, something true for me is resonating with other people and they're sending back that resonance in the form of respect, appreciation, right. you know, gratitude, whatever right. it may be. The Kerouac had a line that was like, is the 20 greatest tips of what you want to be if you want to be a writer. Um, that's a stone called Kerouac impression, <laughs> yeah. by the way. Uh, and he is also a guy who's like definitely a dipshit, but he's like kind of interesting. Also like, whacked out like pseudo spiritualist right misogynist dipshit but like i don't know he's a he's a really interesting person because for his time yeah he was probably a lot less misogynist than other people for our time he's a grotesque misogynist right also i have a theory he'd be a tremendous trump supporter yeah. but <laughs> he had an interesting line that was like hey you know so you, uh, uh to be a writer like you have to you know also write for yourself and for the joy of it or yeah. something like that and um uh, that like as we were talking about the sort of like creative pursuits that you can hang your hat on because it's the thing that you like. I doodle a lot. Yeah, I, I doodled yeah. for my whole life. Yeah, I love and doodling. Thank yeah. you very much. Yeah, for a very long time it was really just for me. Yes. Um, and uh, was like one of the most satisfying like things that I could do. Yeah. Uh, and didn't matter. Anyway, it's very interesting. It's it yeah. It's nice when you can satisfy yourself. 
Yeah. That's what I keep saying. It's <laughs> nice. It's nice, damn it. You know. It rocks. Love it. Yeah, because it's the, it's the worst when... I mean, I th- to, to bring it back to our early conversation yeah. of like... It's wonderful to hear like, oh man, like your social media projection really satisfied me. Oh, but it far didn't satisfy out. me. Ultimately. That's right, and bringing it back, that is right. Yeah, and that is that feeling. That's exactly what. It yeah, is. it's an embarrassment. It's right. like I'm okay. I'm glad you're enjoying that hollow projection. <laughs> I am not. So what's the fucking point? Like you're worshiping a sandcastle, and I'm, you know, the the architect that is watching it wash away yeah. on the shore. Like, oh, there's no sandcastle there. There's nothing there. Yeah. No, it's a hundred percent that that kind of hollow feeling. Yeah. Oh yeah, we've we've covered some good ground. Yeah. Goddamn. Speaking of alcohol, to bring it back to the very beginning, can can you can you hand me that bottle? Oh yeah, hell yeah. There we go. Thank you, sir. Nice for the pod. Cheers. Cheers to, to this insipid poison to insipid poison that is killing me <laughs> and destroying my skin yeah and it is not good for my health but hey it's a social lubricant it's a social <laughs> lubricant uh. i'm not gonna psychoanalyze that already tried not fun to think about yeah and look about satisfying yourself right it's about what makes you feel good yeah i mean that's one of the like also just totally spiral off into another thing but like that's like one of the things you see a lot like with like mm-hmm. oh no that used your text not the dingling Ding-ling. but like but like the like the the idea of like self-care or like yeah. people are like i'm doing self-care um i'm drinking a bottle of wine tonight and eating a gallon of ice cream. I'm doing it because it's self-care. That's and I need this for me. And it's like... <laughs> Let's call a spade yeah, a spade. Yeah, but like, yeah, alcohol is like super bad for you and it's really bad for your mental health. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Maybe that is not so much yeah. the spiritual solution is like, I'm going to do some yoga and then drink like yeah. four glasses of wine. Yeah, whereas the reality of self-care is more like, I'm just going to sit in this intolerable pain and yeah. not look away for... 15 minutes that's yeah true self-care you know like well there we go you'll have to wait till round two part two <laughs> stay tuned <laughs> hell yeah um ganon this is so much fun thank you so much for coming on the podcast uh an honor as always when it's wonderful to see you again yeah. and thank you for the dinner it's yeah. just delightful yes yeah of course um, so this is the, the seg- section of the show where you get to have your final soapbox, any plugs, any, any social media, any final messages you want the people to hear. Yeah, I know you mentioned Dio Scum a little bit uh, earlier. Dio Scum rocks. Check it out if you will, um, if you want to. Uh, Runaways Live Theater kicks ass. If you want a commissioned art piece, I'm doing it for Major Jeep right now. Hell yeah. Whatever. It's not about that. Here's what it's really about. Um, the new Maxo Cream album is really good. 
It's really good. Like he's a like Maxo Cream, very cool. I believe Houston rapper. The production's here's the thing that he does. The production is great. Yeah. Right. It's cool. It's tough, and he can rap about like day to day the pains of growing up in a difficult circumstance. He can also rap tough, and it's all great. He's great at both things. Sometimes you're like, oh, okay, whatever. He can be tough. He can be smart. So really, if you're going to do anything, don't check out Neosco. Don't reach out to me for commissions. Don't fucking see a show at the Runaways Lab Theater. Don't. Don't fucking do that, by the way. I believe it's the 15th through the 17th. It's the Doing Drugs and Dying in Space Part 3. Maybe the last one. Stay tuned. Uh, But don't go to that. Just crank open your streaming thing of of choice and listen to the new Maxo Cream album. It's a modern day masterpiece. Hell yeah, check out that Maxo Cream. You heard it from from the mouth of babes, Gannon Reedy himself. That's right. Um, all right, folks. Well, this has been episode three of Win Improvisation. Uh, check out winevans.com if you want to. www.winevans.com. Uh, yeah, forward slash... Uh, uh, Mega, mega porn. Mega porn. Yeah, yeah, check that. I'm going to make that page after this now. <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, if you're listening to this on your favorite podcast app or whatever the fuck, uh, go ahead and give us a rating and a, and a review. That would be really awesome. It helps. It, yeah, it does help. I would, I would appreciate it. Get, get more ears on this podcast. All right, everybody. Uh, we'll see you in two weeks. Thank you. Thank you so much. Peace. Peace. All right. Well, that does it for... Episode 3 of Improvisation with Mr. Gan Reedy. I hope you enjoyed the conversation as much as I did. Uh, if you want more from me, well, well, luckily, l- luckily there is more from me at over at winevans.com where I got some blog posts, I got some music, you can check out some of the albums I've released, you can, you can... I don't know, you're going to have a real good time just apprehending the gorgeousness of my Squarespace website. I'm not sponsored, by the way, but they sponsor a lot of podcasts, so maybe putting it out there. Squarespace, I'm your boy. Anyway, uh, this has been a lot of fun. Love you mucho to whoever who's listening, and uh, have a beautiful rest of your rest of your day. All right. Bye-bye.